Her mother told her Baki Sok's intentions, and Sunja prepared herself to be his wife. If Baki Sok married her, a painful sentence would be lifted from her mother, the boarding house, herself, and the child. An honorable man from a good family would give the child his name. Sunja couldn't comprehend his reasons. Her mother had tried to explain, but neither thought what they'd done for him was so unusual. They would have done it for any lodger, and, and he had even paid his fees on time. No normal man would want to raise another man's child unless he was an angel or a fool, her mother said. He didn't seem like a fool. Perhaps he needed a housekeeper, yet that didn't seem like him. As soon as the pastor had been feeling better, and even when he wasn't entirely well, he carried his finished meal trays to the threshold of the kitchen. In the mornings, he shook out his own bedding and put away the pallet. He did more to care for himself than any of the lodgers. She had never imagined an educated man from an upper-class family who'd grown up in a household with servants would ever do these things. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Lit to Lens podcast, a safe place for folks who like the movie, or in this case, the TV series, more than the book. We are recording this episode on Sunday, May 1st, 2022, and today we are discussing Pachinko, chapters two through five. Um, and with me to talk about the adaptation is the kimchi lovin', white rice enthusiast, and soap lane frequenter, Mr. Eric San. Say hello to the people, Lee. Kimchi is red. The sky is gray. Welcome to Lit to Lens. It's already May, Will. <laughs> Let's get it. Uh, yeah, today, chapters two through five of Pachinko, a book that um, we are steadily reading through mm-hmm. um, and a TV series that we are steadily watching through. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's good so far. Very good. How's your May been? So far, so good. It's only been a few <laughs> hours, but uh, I will say that it has gone according to plan. So, yeah, good. Which is great. Good. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely like, you know, two of the things on your list here, kimchi and white rice, like the show is very food forward. It is very food um, forward, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like a lot. Yeah. Well, I know you are a former former food blogger. That's right. Uh, if the people don't know before, um, so you're like, uh, in touch and around and involved in, or were, and probably still are, the food industry and the food network and the food world. Yeah. So. I'm in tune with the the food with food culture. Food culture. It's funny that food has its own culture now. Is it funny? Well, I feel like f- food is sort of a gateway to culture. And I feel like the the, was, in, the influencer model is actually like bad for food because th- it's more like consumption. It's like, oh, guess yeah. what? I have money enough to buy like all this cool stuff. Fuck you. And then really it's like, no, actually like people make the food and it's yeah. like in touch with their roots and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say food is a gateway to drugs. <laughs> that's what I was hoping you were gonna say. No, uh, drugs are a gateway to food, though. Like <laughs> yeah, we that's talk true. about like yeah. munchies and we're not. We, don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs, guys. Yeah. Oh. Um. Well, with that said, uh, do, for those who don't know and maybe didn't listen to the first episode, um, the TV series Pachinko is based on the book called Pachinko, which was written by Min Jin Lee, uh, which was originally published in February 2017, um, and was. Hugely popular, hugely celebrated, um, New York Times, among many other outlets, named as one of the best books of 2017, and was also a finalist for the 2017 National Book Award for Fiction. 
And the TV show, which premiered on Apple TV Plus on March 25th this year, uh, created by Sue Hugh and directed by Kogonada and Justin Chan, uh, has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 98 and a Metacritic score of 87. So, uh, critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think the first season wrapped recently, maybe like two yeah, days like, ago. Yeah. Thursday. I think it was this weekend. Yeah. Or this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We're a bit behind the curve, but we're getting we're getting there. Yeah, we're close. Yeah, we're we're knocking out four episodes today in this conversation, episodes two two through five, as Will mentioned, um, and then we'll wrap it up with a a finale. Yeah, what percentage of watchers of this show do you think have read the book? Ooh, well, do you think a lot of people are watching this show? I don't know. I don't know either. I feel like it's a it's a low number, um, and I would say probably. I'll, I'll give you 10 to 15% have read the mm, book. Yeah. I would say that's probably about right. But I feel like it's it might not be that popular. I don't know. A lot of people that I talk to, you know, they're not watching Pachinko. They're watching Love is Blind. Yeah. Uh, the Ultimatum. Those, the Ultimatum on Netflix. Sure. Um, shout out to my coworkers. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't... You're the only person that I know who's also watched it. My wife doesn't even want to watch this with me. Well, it's got subtitles. And I'm like, you would actually like this, I think. It's funny. TV has turned into like, uh, well, it's maybe not turned into, but it's always had like this mind mush where it's like easy watch. I think it's like done a preference and that's like the majority preference, right? Yeah. When, yeah. Cause now you actually have to pay attention. Yeah. Um, when I was, when we went to Nova actually, before we jump into the, Shout out episode, Nova. I took a screenwriting class and, uh, that's when we read Robert McKee's story. That was like our textbook for that class basically oh, like really? she would assign us different chapters um and i remember very vividly she was talking about like the various forms of screenwriting or like playwriting you can do so you could write for the stage you could write for the silver screen or you could write for tv and mm-hmm. she would always say when you write for tv you're writing for the couch like you're not actually writing for people to pay attention you're just giving them like ambient noise and the idea is that like if you watch an abc sitcom or an abc drama or whatever you could not watch that show. You could close your eyes and just listen and know exactly what's happening because yeah. it's like designed for you to be doing something else. That's interesting. Yeah. But now all these, like we call them prestige shows. Mm-hmm. Not like that at all. Like no. very much have to be paying attention. Yeah. Thank God they're back. That's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. Huh? I've always it, remembered that. So was it Jill Biden? It was not. No, That's too bad. She, she teaches, she does teach English. I think there. Right. Yeah. Um, no, not, not Jill Biden. That's too bad. Yeah. But I'm sure your teacher was great. So. Yeah. Um, just not the first lady. No. That's too bad. That would be, that would have been sick. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool. So Eric, you want to get into the literature? Yeah. And I wanted to start this by just giving a, a quick summary where we are. Um, so I can tell you, Will, and uh, the listeners that we basically have read through the first two parts of this book. The book is split into three parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so through part two. Um, we remain with Sun- Sunya, Sunja, who's mm-hmm. with child. She marries Isaac, crosses to Osaka to live with Isaac's brother mm-hmm. and wife, um, Hoseb and Kyunghee. Mm-hmm. And they effectively like make a life in this Korean ghetto part of Osaka. She has Kohansu's son, Noah, um, and Isaac's son, Mozazu. And Sunya and Kyunghee earn their keep by selling kimchi. Isaac is in prison for reciting the Lord's Prayer in church instead of, you know, words of affirmation for the Japanese emperor. Um, and in prison, he eventually, like, is is so dead that they release him to come back to the house. Yeah. And they find him, like, a husk of a man. 
Yeah, that was an interesting part. Um, and I wanted to ask you, like, if they, if you thought that they released him because they didn't want him to die in their prison, like they didn't want their his blood on their hands, kind of thing, or there wasn't room in the prison. I vaguely remember reading that. I th- Probably I they, they just like don't want to have to deal with yeah like disposing of a body. Just let like the PD, yeah, the Osaka PD deal with it. Yeah, or the uh, family because a part of it is like s- at least like a little bit nice in a way that's like you can say goodbye to your family yeah as far as like just being like get get out of our prison now yeah. and like find your own way home is you know, nice after like beating you for three you know plus what years that is really nice of them yeah good for them yeah uh love the love that for them yeah um go ahead Sorry. so after after he dies the women are offered a job at a restaurant where they make their kimchi for uh the proprietor named kim it's revealed that hansu actually owns this restaurant got them this job and has secretly been paying for things in their life this whole time during world war two, he gets, uh, all these, all the ladies, Sunya, Kyunghee, um, and her two children to a farm in rural Japan and Yoseb, a factory job in Nagasaki. Uh, and also at the farm, Sunya is reunited with her mother, uh, in Nagasaki. It perhaps is not a surprise to, uh, watchers of history Mm -hmm. that uh joseph is badly injured from uh, the nuclear bomb after the war they all then return back to osaka joseph is is like has like scar tissue and injuries and can't work anymore but he's still the man of the house there uh later noah the firstborn gets into waseda university i think it is uh, which is difficult as a korean while mozazu drops out of school entirely and goes to work at a pachinko parlor he then marries a seamstress Noah's college girlfriend helps him realize that Hansu is actually his father, which he doesn't realize until he is in college. Um, the news of which causes him to drop out of school and begin a new life. Yeah. It's a lot. It um, is a lot. It's like 320 pages into the novel. Yeah. 500 page novel. And it's getting really good. Um, I will say the first part was good, but this is like starting to pick up and is getting like into the territory of great. Well, I say yeah more characters um there's more more's happening yeah because like Sunya is still like a relevant part of the narrative but then she's got her kids who are off doing their own like mm-hmm. stuff and still Kohansu um doing crazy potentially illegal things he's lurking man throwing around money like a I don't even know he's a night lurker yeah he's hanging around he's uh keeping an eye on things yeah so reading so far for you um how's it been great honestly i'm still behind a bit um but like i'm loving it it's just for lack of time and energy to like read through it but when i do read it it is like it's flowing like i don't know like some books are just hard to get through this is not as interesting um it's like you you care about the characters you care about their story i i remember reading um the part where they where the uh the kimchi or the restaurant owner offers them the job and like that's just a great part right you're like so happy for them and stuff um that was like a lot of feelings right when when i read through that but yeah man it's great like i i don't usually um like books this much i would say i would say it's been it's been very good how about you yeah it's it's definitely a breeze i feel like the the reason why i've been slowed is more of like my own personal like failings as a a human adult where i just like oh like it's late i just like yeah. don't feel like reading i'd rather just like look at instagram for 
five <laughs> seconds because i'm a, like diseased nobody can do it for five seconds yeah well that's that's the problem it's like <laughs> oh, i'll watch instagram from like 9 30 to 10 and then i'll pick up reading and then you like look up and you're like oh it's it's 11 20 <laughs> like, i need to I go to bed Might not just ruin. why have i been on tiktok for oh, 15 God. hours um <laughs> But this past week, I feel like I sort of hit a turbo boost with my reading. Uh, I think part two especially is just like, because we're getting a little bit more modern, it feels just like there's more energy Mm -hmm. happening. Um, And I don't know. I like very much feel connected to that. Yeah, I feel like the stakes are raised a bit, even though it felt like at the end of the first book where she gave birth, she was, you know, she was found out she was pregnant with this person who's not going to marry her those stakes for her were pretty high but they still feel pretty high even in the second story with like living in a in osaka which is in japan um in a very let's say less than nice to korean population and demographic um and there's a lot going on like you said it's like it's it's not slow it's not dry it's uh it's interesting yeah uh, we're seeing more Pachinko in the book, which I like. Yeah, we're finally getting there. Uh, Mozazu, the second born, is works for a Pachinko, and he's uh, trying to get rich, and he's thrown around his like potential future wealth to oh, hit on some yeah. you know little seamstress women while they're making Listen, him his suits. You got to play whatever game you can. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just saying we're finding some light in the darkness, and I I'm I'm kind of here for it. It like really yeah. helped me get get going. Um, so what has surprised you? so far for me like the there's a the big turn at the end of part two is noah coming to like the recognition that hansu is his father i think it's you know for others who have been watching this family it probably comes as no surprise that that's like the case because Mm -hmm. he's always there he's always paying for shit she can't say no to him because he's just like hey guess what i've got all this fucking money and you need your kids to get like schooled um but when he when noah finds out he like very much has a like hardcore reaction which is like fuck you fuck this family like you've been making me like dirty because i'm taking money from this gangster basically Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so like i didn't have a say in this and you've in his estimation like ruined his life yeah um and so he like writes her a letter and just like dips drops out of school and just dips out what was surprising to me was the yakuza link like yeah. the gangster link i was not seeing that or i was not expecting that um but that I, makes it way cooler i still don't think we've like seen it you know yeah yeah yeah. Like, it's just been like hinted at and yeah mentioned. yeah so i i do as as we future cast here i'll be curious to see like how much more gangster stuff we imagine get. if he's like the big boss he might see. be he might be yeah. he might be they do show his uh they go to sunja goes to his house at the end of part two to like f- trying to find him and he's not there but it's like this palace is it yeah. oh my god yeah so. i haven't gotten that far yet i'm uh, excited to get there um he's got some money yeah uh, i would i would say that would be the only surprising thing um maybe the the i was surprised by how much i'm connecting with these female characters um i actually thought that it would be a more male dominated second half of the story or like book two i guess mm-hmm. but it really isn't it's it's we're sticking with sunja and kyungji um and Isaac and well Isaac has, has now died, but his brother Yosef is is more of a ter- secondary tertiary character. Yeah, uh, actually, so I thought the opposite was going to happen, but I'm glad that we're sticking with the women because they're like like more interesting um, and better characters. So yeah, uh, the kids feel like a, a little lesser than like Sunya. 
mm-hmm. Susunja. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, I want to make that it like was, a it soft looked, Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sunja. Um, Sunja is just like badass. Like yeah, she's yeah. Um, she's like learning on the fly. She's becoming like she, you know she still looks and appears like a poor like destitute Korean, but I think she's made some decisions that have she has made some decisions that have been very difficult. Yeah. Um, I was also very surprised when you talked about Isaac when he comes back just like burned husk, oh, man. just beat to shit, and it's pretty upsetting. Yeah, frankly. I mean, it was a pretty gruesome description in the book of his state. Um, and I'm not surprised that he died shortly after because it was like, wow. Um, and just for, just for like, I guess, was he mocking the, this, uh, like pledge of allegiance essentially for, uh, Japan at the time or he's, he's saying something else or something. I can't remember. Yeah. I think he just wasn't giving like enough credit to the emperor in the way that you're like supposed to. And there was somebody like a a mole in there, which seems out of character for him, but this is a little bit in the future. Well, he's a pastor. So he's just doing like, he's just praying, you know? Yeah. And I guess um, the emperor decides who gets to pray, you know? That's why you just separate church and state, Will. Cold world. Cold world. Yeah, that's true. Um, cool. And then what are you excited to see happen in the book's third installment? I'm I'm ready to see how Sunja gets out of her circumstances, for one. Um, you know, having watched the show we get the sense that like she does okay in the eighties unless the show has gone like totally <laughs> rogue <laughs> rogue. Um, maybe so it's still, even in like the end of part two, she's still like living in the Korean ghetto in Osaka. I think it's called like a kindo. Oh, it Yeah. It kind of, I think. Kino. Kino, um, she's still living there with, you know, her sister-in-law and brother-in-law. Yeah. And I'll be curious to see like, as the nation modernizes, like how she, how she navigates that um and then what mm-hmm. happens to like the end of her life i assume this book probably ends with her dying i don't know why i think that but she's born in, like the early 1900s it's 1989 so yeah. I, I sort of feel like we're being bookended with like her life and her death i think so i think that's probably right so there's probably going to be some sort of like uh reckoning with like what she has done in this world and what she's left yeah, it'll be definitely be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see how the because we've seen her narrative play out um, in the TV show. It's hard to not compare, like put in the fill in the cracks kind of um, compared to the book. And I'm interested to see where and how the relationship with Kohansu sort of ends, uh, or it sort of takes a different path. Never ends, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They're always together. He's always there. Lurking. Um, he's always lurking. So that is what I'm interested in uh, mostly. And I'm, I'm interested to see um, like how Solomon and Hannah mm-hmm. co- like turn out and how that plays out because we'll get into it in the second part of this, but that's kind of a confusing narrative um, in the TV show. So maybe it's just because I haven't read it and I'm not really familiar with it, but it, in the show it portrays it as like two separate, you know, uh, almost two separate stories. One that he tells people and one that is the actual story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, how that plays out and where that goes, but I'll throw in, um, like more Hansu stuff. Just, we know he is involved with like this like mob gangster organization. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what happens to him just in like terms of like physical danger or whatever? Yeah. Like, does he survive Scarface. what he's doing? Yeah. 
you know when you come when you reach the top there's only one place to yeah, go that's it's, true it's down usually yeah um and then also obviously like we just mentioned noah leaves the family so kohansu has been involved with the family because he wants to see his son like grow up to be successful right this uh acknowledgement from noah that he really doesn't want anything to do with hansu uh kind of like fucks that up a little bit to yeah. be square yeah um so does hansu try to track him down what does noah do we'll get into what noah is like in the show um because i think that's somewhat interesting his his missingness but right um curious to say, see yeah. what happens in the book with Noah. i was like what do you mean he's not in the show yeah <laughs> um cool so um we're gonna take a quick break before we get into the tv show but is there anything else you want to mention or say um okay cool let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor and we excuse me we will be right back this episode of the little ends podcast is brought to you by the yakuza Often regarded as among the most sophisticated and wealthiest criminal organizations, the Yakuza are known for their strict codes of conduct, organized fiefdom nature, and several unconventional ritualistic practices, such as the amputation of the left little finger. If organized crime is the career for you, consider applying to the Yakuza today, the most gangster of all the gangsters. And we are back. Thank you for that brief word from our sponsor, the Yakuza apply today they actually didn't pay us they uh came over to our uh recording studio and like demanded that we put that up there yeah so so we didn't really have a choice if you don't apply our families are in jeopardy so please apply go to the link in the bio yeah yakuza.com backslash uh little lens (laughs) don't don't actually go to that website they're dot org because they're a nonprofit. Uh, so (laughs) dot gov yeah Yeah. right um so with that said we're gonna get into the tv series here um we have watched episodes two through five, or well, one through five for, for, the, for this episode. We are talking about episodes two through five today. Eric, what do you think about the TV series thus far? I think it's pretty bomb. It's pretty excellent. Bomb um, or bum? Bomb. Bomb. Bomb.com. Oh, I like that. Uh, welcome to 1989, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty great. When you compare it to the source material, as we will in a second, um, it is like the narrative in the show is extremely slow moving yeah um but i do think the like dual timeline nature of it gives it a little bit of life like i feel like whenever solomon or like 1989 comes on screen you're just like all right here we go some some shit's happening and you don't fully understand it because it's it's played as a bit of a mystery um but 1989 comes on and you're just like all right rocket rocket ship yeah i mean it's it's an interesting way to sort of compare the book and the show which are just two completely different different narrative timelines or structures essentially where the book is is literally linear timeline and this is sort of three linear timelines stacked on top of each other and they are super intercut like it is like one scene in one era the next scene is in a different era yeah i feel like they're trying to connect scenes together like this is a pivotal scene in sunja's life and like when she was a girl or when she had it was you know uh had her child and then this is her an older uh older lady and they're trying to connect those two scenes there's a lot of stuff like that because we talked off um mike earlier about there's a scene where solomon goes to this party and he's talking with his old college friend and he makes the joke about like how koreans eat like dogs because they put their face towards their bowl Mm -hmm. and in like japanese bring their bowl to their face Mm -hmm. and like directly before that scene is a scene where hansu is at the fish market in 1930 and like yelling at this Korean guy. He's like, 
you eat like a dog basically yeah yeah and it's like okay well there's your parallel yeah like yeah sometimes like something happens and then it immediately it is like reflected back do you like that as a like a device for tv like it makes that connection for you instantly because yeah. obviously helping the audience right yeah i'm okay with it because yeah. i think it's it's like low level connections it's not like it, it's not i don't think it like thinks that you're stupid you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah it's like clever bit of uh like mirroring mm, okay. more so than like i'm telling you what this means no it's like you know what like some of the tensions between the japanese and the koreans exists and like, still it still exists yeah to this day yeah or to 1989 um it but. is interesting to think about like the dual timeline just like how freaking like aggressive it is that they intercut because i was thinking like of game of thrones where it's like okay we spend 20 minutes of this episode with whatever aria in this mm-hmm. land and then we spend the next 20 minutes in a totally different place with totally different people yeah and we're just gonna like segment it like that mm-hmm. and this show easily could have done like we do half an hour in the 30s. We do half an hour in the 80s. Yeah. Game of Thrones is kind of a slow burn in that sense um, where you, there are big chunks of time dedicated to like one or a few characters at a time. Um, and yeah, I mean, we are five episodes in and uh, Sunja has not even given birth yet to Noah. Right. Um, and that is like, I don't know, first. Ends, ends part one, maybe. Um, no, because she... and. No, I think book two starts with her going to Osaka. Like she leaves. Book one ends with her leaving, I believe, Korea. Um, so I think maybe like halfway through book two or less, um, she gives birth. But yeah. anyways, it's it just feels slow, slower yeah. than the book yeah. in that in that narrative because we haven't gotten to the other ones yet. Yeah. So maybe that, I mean maybe that's why like the constant intercutting is just to make it feel more substantial. Yeah. Because if it was just. 1931 the whole time you'd be like oh my god yeah i wonder if that also like keeps people more interested because you have all these different narratives playing out all these different characters you have to sort of keep up and you know we all know that our diminishing attention spans can only last so long so maybe we need to jump cut everyone every like three to four minutes i'm bored to to a new character go back to solomon yeah so i don't know different you know, different medium. So, yeah. Um, was it what you expected? Not really. Um, I, I expected it to be a, like totally linear. Um, yeah. and we can, we'll get into it in a second, but I expected it to also be like faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose, but I think like the actors here, especially like young Sunja, um, Hansu, like those two actors in particular are fucking awesome. Yeah, they're great. Um, and it's just like the world, the way it looks like too is really, really stylized and cool. Like yeah. I feel like Apple doesn't make like bad looking things mm-hmm. from their devices to like their TV shows. They just like know how to make things look great. I have things to say about that opinion, but uh, not right now. We'll hold on to it for a second. Yeah, for a second. So for your expectations, do you feel like this was, how do you feel like this was? Yeah, I would agree with you. I thought it was going to be more linear. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, right, we're still waiting for stuff. To, like there is, yeah. having just read book two, we're like, I, I was expecting like more like big moments 
that occur like even like macro historical like we know world war ii happens in korea and in japan yeah and you're just like fucking waiting because you know the fucking bomb drops yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean and it's not that big of a part of a book but like it's you can't it's gonna be hard to ignore that in a tv show i feel like we did (laughs) this is such a unique tv series and book that we did it the wrong way i would never recommend somebody to watch it while they're reading or reading while they watch I would only recommend them to do like either read before or read after because it's just confusing because it's like we have two separate timelines, which we haven't gotten to yet in the book, which are being played out on the screen. And we're like still trying to figure out how this is all pulled together, but we're also ahead in the first narrative. So it's like, we're still waiting for them to get to that point of the story. And it's, it's a little bit confusing. A little bit ahead and behind. Yeah, exactly. Um, We're time travelers. Yeah, to a certain extent. But yeah, I don't know. I have things to say about does it look good. Same. So I don't know if you've noticed, but there are many shots, especially close-up shots, um, where they blur the background. Mm -hmm. And it gives it this sort of dreamlike quality to the show, which is not what I expect from Kogonada. Because with Columbus and After Yang, shout out our most recent episode, it was not like that at all. They were, the entire frame was focused. Uh, it wasn't only focused on, well, for the most part, on one individual or one face. Mm-hmm. But they had this sort of like, I don't know what they do to it. They, it must be a lot of either green screen or post-production stuff where it's almost like this like dreamlike quality to um, the backgrounds. And I don't know if that's done, maybe that's done on purpose to sort of give it this, remembrance i'm sort of remembering what's happening it's a memory kind of um but i don't i don't really like it um i like this yeah i don't i don't know i would rather just see the whole picture and just i would rather choose what i would want to focus on whether than except from them making me choose to what to focus on if i want to focus on something in the background like let me let my adhd run wild like um why do I need to focus on their face? Like I, I want to be more encapsulated with the um, atmosphere or just the environment in general. And there are shots that are like that. Um, but for the most part, there's a lot of shots, maybe not for the most part, but there are many shots where that, that are blurred out. But yeah, what do you, what do you think? I'm you saying this is like, is this just a show for people? Like they, they made this show for people that they know, like, can't pay attention to things because you're like here new scene every five seconds like it's all new it's all new yeah, yeah, yeah. guess what we're not going to show you everything because fuck you i know you're going to be looking in that corner will like just look at this man's face but also you have to read so maybe that's, yeah, that's part true. of it it's like they're already doing so much mental uh gymnastics that we have to like give them a break here that's fair it's yeah it's it's curious i've been um you know just comp- like after yang i feel like is this like I think I called it like a MoMA movie when we did the yeah, episode yeah, where I was like yeah. any, a lot of these like shots could hang in a modern art museum. And I don't feel the same about this show. It's, it's not like creatively staged, although there are like one or two shots in a given episode where you're like, yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Actually. Yeah. Like I, I can see that you like are actively trying to do something with this particular setup or shot. Like there's mm-hmm. a moment in, I think episode three, um, where they're all doing laundry in the little spring by the house in like the 31 timeline. Okay. Um, and like all three women are like on this sort of like rock face of the 
spring and then the camera like pulls way far back and you see like the three of them sitting on the rocks like doing yeah like yeah. washing on the washboards yeah and it's from like far away and it's kind of a cool look i'm like oh that's a cool shot but yeah. then the rest of it is very just like it's it's not like you wouldn't think like oh this is a the visionary director of after yang yeah. or columbus it's just sort of like a i don't want to say like a traditional television setup but it's it's not hanging in moma yeah and there's a there's another shot where um uh solomon and i can't remember the female his female co-worker's name i think it's uh naomi okay naomi where they're on the roof i think mm-hmm. and they're having like sort of this discussion and almost like an argument and at the after it they like pan out and she walks away I, it, you know it was a close-up all before that and then when they pan out she's walking away and you have like this interesting architectural structure where it's like a diagonal over um solomon's head and then you see sort of like this running water in the bottom of the screen it's just sort of an interesting sort of uh, uh sort of shot um that's like give us more of that because I feel like in After Yang, it was like almost every shot was like that. Yeah. And it feels like almost none of the shots are like this in this show. Maybe it's tiring to like be that yeah. <laughs> creatively like impressionistic. You it's know? also eight hours. So like I get it. Like it's a lot more. It's only four times as long. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. What the fuck? I guess TV shows like are produced more quickly than a movie would be. Yeah. It, all, it just feels too glossed up to me. Um, it feels too glossy. It's interesting. I feel like a lot of times, or at least like in previous Apple shows, not that I've seen a ton of them, but like they're all very like hi- like hyper sharp. Like the images mm-hmm. are all sharp and clear. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Apple creates uh, products like this to sell its other products. Like Probably. look how good this shit looks on your like retina screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like your Apple retina screen. Whatever. Probably. Like we're just selling our own products and it's like, this looks great on Apple product. Yeah. yeah. So let's just like, waterfall like you're gonna keep your apple like life together because everything we do is optimized for apple products could you imagine if they actually had like a worse res or worse look or worse resolution for like a big screen tv and actually looked better on ipad i should i'm actually interested in trying this out now because i've only been watching the tv but like maybe it's better on my ipad or my macbook well we'll check back in in episode three of this series but yeah yeah, it would be it would be sort of curious yeah um and then have you found it hard to follow with subtitles so my my situation is different because i'm i'm i don't i won't get into how i'm watching the show but let's just say it's (laughs) it's not the traditional method you might you might think um so uh like not really but like also sometimes yeah like i know so on apple tv the subtitles are in different colors based on the language Mm -hmm. Uh, my situation doesn't have that and so um i just read everything in english and i don't know like what language they're speaking in Mm -hmm. and so i sort of lose that like nuance well you are participating in nefarious activities well so yeah (laughs) just for this show uh and just for apple i pay i have enough apple products that i'm like okay with not having apple tv you know what i mean but it's like another six dollars a month you know that's really not that much yeah i need to count up how many subscriptions i have because it's getting up there but yeah i understand your concerns with that and it is a little bit difficult um i actually turned on this morning when i was finishing the last episode i turned on the like the american audio there's like there's two different ones there's like the american audio as well as there's like actually like screen direction so actually i think they'll just read the screenplay they'll say like Kohansu turns left and faces Sunja. 
and he, he, that's what he does in this obviously in the in maybe the show. that's like a blind speak. like a blind feature oh maybe oh that actually makes sense i didn't put that together i just thought they were reading the screen yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i it's it's a little bit cumbersome it's a little bit difficult there are actually there are times and maybe this is my apple tv but where the uh the timing of the subtitles is off mm-hmm. and it'll kind of try to catch up so you you'll actually miss it because it'll, it'll go so fast it'll pop up and, and like immediately go off and you're like well okay cool i just missed that line and then it'll sort of catch itself up and then it'll keep going so um i agree with you and i i think i i read an interview with um suhu who they essentially asked her about like the subtitles and i don't have a problem with subtitles like, yeah, yeah. generally right like yeah. it's you know what's the difference i'd rather do that than have it dubbed mm-hmm. for me personally but she was saying that the way these languages are written is is different so like english like you know i am tired whatever like we subject verb object we sort of like know how english flows but korean flow and japanese i think flow how we might consider like backwards oh. like the way words are placed in sentences is different than how they are in english yeah, yeah, yeah. and so when you're speaking korean but then translating it into English, you're sort of like, it's like the punchline comes first yeah, or something or before the end of the yeah. sentence. Yeah. So whatever, there's like a nuance in how like information is relayed differently in the, hmm. in the various languages. So you need like base, you basically need a translator yeah. and not just like an automated translation software. Right. Yeah. So I guess there's, there's an extra layer of like nuance that goes yeah. into it. That I thought was interesting. But yeah. Because we don't speak Korean or Japanese, it's maybe that's lost on us. Yeah, probably. But the people that do are really like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm sure they would find that. Like if you're Korean American yeah. and you could speak Korean. Yeah. You yeah. might appreciate this like a little bit, bit fucking more. better. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the episodes here. Um, can you give us a quick summary? Yes. And I will do it um, based on timelines. So uh, in, in both or in the four we watched, we continue to follow both Sunja and Solomon in their dual narrative tracks um in 1931 sunja who at the end of the pilot catches eyes with the that mysterious man at the fish market officially meets uh kohansu who is the district fish broker there when she is assaulted by some japanese school kids he steps in and gets them to squirrel off or like fuck off she watches his bloody shirt in that aforementioned stream um they start an illicit relationship as most like laundry um scenes tend to turn into sexual Mm -hmm, of course um he gets her pregnant but he can't care for the baby because he has a wife and daughters in japan already shout out to men um (laughs) she's ashamed but an opportunity arises for her to marry isaac back a sickly traveling pastor pastor oh my god um they wed on the island despite hansu's misgivings and they make plans to leave for osaka where they will live with isaac's brother joseph and his wife kyung hee in the last episode, Sunya hawks the wristwatch given to her by Hansu to pay off the debt that Joseph incurs to get her and Isaac to Japan from Korea. The decision gets her family some pocket money um, and free from debt, but it also alerts Hansu to her whereabouts in Osaka. Damn. Um, and intercut with all this, in 1989, Solomon, her grandson, continues his efforts to win over the Korean landowner his Japanese investment bank, Shifley, wants to sell to build a new hotel. Despite his being Korean, she's not at all impressed with his status since he can't speak the language very well and doesn't seem to appreciate the culture exemplified through the food. 
He brings Sunja along to lunch to try to get the woman to agree to the sale. And it seems like she does at a price of 1 billion yen, which the internet tells me is uh, about 900 million US dollars. No way. So that's a lot of money. Uh, at the signing ceremony, the seller tells a story of her own family's history coming to Japan, which mirrors Solomon's own down to the ship they both seem to take on their crossing from Korea to Japan. Uh, and he encourages her not to sign. She does not. Solomon is effectively disgraced, likely fired. He like runs out of the building, uh, takes part in like a music video, basically dance scene. Um, and he ends episode five looking for the missing girl from the pilot named Hannah, and w- which we'll talk about a little bit more detail in a second. But that is uh, five, five episodes of Pachinko <laughs> in uh, two minutes. Well done. Um, watch the show so I don't have to recap yeah, yeah, yeah. any more episodes. Oh, that was really good. I'm actually uh, using this inflation tool because I do not believe they would offer a woman 900 million US dollars, the value of. Yeah. For the there's, house. In 1989, there's just no way. There, it's they, like, there would be. Do you they're think, all coked out, man. It's <laughs> Wall Street. Money never there's sleeps. There's no yeah. way they would offer that much amount of money to one person. So they could build a building that's not going to give them a profit of well in my so in my uh not defense i had like two different figures in my notes i wrote down 1 billion yen and before that i also had like 250 million yen okay um so i don't know if somehow i got confused but he does say multiple times that it's like a a life-changing amount of money that will make your her like kids 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 never have to worry about working ever again so it seems like i mean 900 million dollars is like a ludicrous amount of money for a little house that they're then gonna build a hotel on um but i guess if you're talking like 250 million yen you're still talking like 200 million us dollars which would still be enough money for like two generations of your family to survive so the the point is like she's gonna have so much fucking money that it doesn't matter it's like a fuck you amount of money and uh it's uh, i think it's i think it's nine million dollars that's not that much money but that's what it is today i don't know I, i'm very skeptical. maybe i just read it maybe i just read it wrong on the <laughs> i internet don't too. think that's right but maybe it was like nine zero zero it was like six zeros and i just thought it was nine. we'll bring we'll reach out to charlie who's a finance bro and we'll get him back on the podcast to have him clear this up for us. But yeah, but thank you for the recap because that's very helpful. Um, Because we are in different places in the TV show than we are in the book. Um, Hey everybody, Will here. Pausing the podcast to shed some truth on Eric's claims that 1 billion yen equates to 900 million US dollars, uh, which is wildly inaccurate. I mean, could you imagine being offered 900 million dollars for your house today or any house really in history? Um, actually, to give you a quick comparison, Buckingham Palace is allegedly worth $4.9 billion today. Thank you to Google. Uh, not too shabby. But still, Buckingham Palace is absolutely worth more than 5x the value of the house that Solomon is trying to get in Pachinko. But anyway, uh, the value of 1 billion yen back in 1989 equates to about $9 million U.S. dollars today in 2022. So there you go. You're welcome. Now, back to the pod. But the reason for this podcast is to talk about the differences and figure out why they made those choices. So, Eric, we're going to talk about Sunya's strength. Sunya's strength, excuse me. Yeah, we talked about this last time because it was apparent to us 
just through the pilot that Sunja was stronger than she is in the book. Um, she's reactive. She sort of just like takes what's happens to her and, mm-hmm. and uh, through the kindness of others, like improves her status in life for a time before she like takes control of her life in this book or in the, excuse me in the tv show like they don't even fuck around with that right no. like it's from the very beginning she is somebody who can um like jump in the water and dive and grab an abalone and um from then on she's just like this very strong confident person and in this set of episodes i think that is best exemplified um through her wedding to isaac Mm-hmm. Um, in the book when she is pregnant and like ashamed, um, that child is going to be nameless because Kohansu can't marry her. And so she'll both be like, she'll have a child and that child will be a bastard for yeah. lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, and that child's life is going to be very like impossible. Yeah. Um, but she can hook up with Isaac, who's this like sickly pastor man. Um, and he will give her a name and like, a chance to improve her station in life. And, but in the book, he like talks to her mom. Her mom's like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Why don't you guys just like do that? It's, it's his idea. And, um, she just like goes along with it basically. Yeah. Let's talk about the scene in the, in the show, because I think that's probably her best scene, at least thus far, uh, in the series where, um, like in the book, they, they go to get, um, lunch. I think it is somewhere in, uh, near the, the wharf where she works and they have a discussion but in the show he sort of proposes um you know this is the first time i've ever had a conversation and he's proposing marriage um which is you know probably how it was back in the day who knows but he basically they're having a conversation he was like well what what would it be like you know could you find the strength in you to sort of care for another and stuff like that there's a point where he asks her um about potentially before that before he gets to that point, he asks her, would you be willing to sort of give the baby up to a, to a Japanese or a, to a family that can't have kids basically. Mm-hmm. And she sort of, she doesn't um, do it in a disrespectful way, but she basically takes what he says and uh, basically says that um, she has come to grips with her situation uh, and that she, because of her father and his situation that he had to deal with and, making her the way she is she basically has accepted her position in life and her future position and how hard it will be for her as well as her child but that she's just gonna like tough it out and deal with it and it's just great monologue scene where she's just like i don't really give a shit like when anybody else thinks like i'm just gonna deal with it Mm -hmm. kind of thing uh what'd you think about that scene i thought it was great i think you're exactly right like it was she that actress doesn't get to do that like very much in this show like mm-hmm. just to have the big like talking scene because mm-hmm. that character is not like super expressive right um she like picks and chooses her moments of uh like to put herself out there and yeah make her like self-heard um so having that whole scene is exactly right where it's just i am okay with where i am and mm-hmm. so therefore it is my choice to like make a different outcome yeah Yep, I'm cool, but you know, you offered me marriage, and I will say that I will agree to marry you, and perhaps one day I'll grow to love you. Yeah, exactly. I'm not ashamed of having a child with no name. Yeah, and I think it's so you're not the knight in sh- shining armor. You're just like 
somebody who's offering to help me and I'm accepting your help kind of thing. Kind of, Yeah, it's not sort of like he has ridden in on this horse to save her. Although it sort of posits it's that way in the beginning when he shows up. Yeah, but it's, um, she definitely like flips it on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's an interesting difference because you're right in the sense that it gives her character much more um, say into the decision, obviously. And though she is in a precarious position, um, she almost has no choice but to accept. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that she definitely has that opportunity in front of her to accept it or not, as opposed to her mother sort of setting it up, like sort of her, him offering it to, offering that idea to her mother and then her bringing that to Sunja for her to be like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and obviously the 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 monologue, like we mentioned right before that, which was another like strength for her character. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Sunja is Sunja's character in this in the show, like we said in the previous episode with her as a child. Uh, it's just so she's just super intelligent, super strong. Um, yeah, well, at least more than in the book. Yeah, I think. It- I guess we'll talk about this. We, and we've sort of talked about it. the wristwatch. Um, she like has this wrist wristwatch from Hansu that she sells to a pawnbroker yeah. and like negotiates the price to where it should be. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that is a very important scene. And I think working backwards, like the type of person that could walk into a pawnbroker with this 300 yen gold watch and like negotiate it in a foreign country, in a foreign country without being able to like speak Japanese. Yeah. Like that person has to like, you know you like look backwards like that person is is like not born from a is not born from weakness right right right. that person is strong all the way through yeah because she's like still in her 20s when she's doing something yeah, like that. yeah so yeah. i think if if you if that is like a key scene for your story like you have to you let her be the person that can do that yeah yeah and so i think they just work backwards and are like well now she's an active participant in her story because she's the the main character now yeah. she's got more main character energy as the 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 youth say right <laughs> Say and it's actually a quite an interesting posit. We were talking off air uh, before this about um, Kyung Ji's character, who's uh, Sunja's now sister-in-law. Um, after that uh, scene with the uh, pawnbroker, where she's able to negotiate three hundred yen for the uh, timepiece, basically that uh, Kohansu gave to her. Um, yeah, it's not a wristwatch, sorry, because it's not yeah, yeah, more yeah. on your wrist. It's, it's like a, it's just like a pocket watch. There's a pocket watch. Yeah, pocket watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, they she has a scene where she's sort of like not breaking down, but she's sort of coming to grips with like trying to understand the situation and and realizing how strong Sunja is. She's basically saying, you know, how hard it was for her to sort of learn all these things because nobody taught her um, anything. And she's like, not as strong as Sunja. And she's only been there for, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever it is. And she's already like, you know, kind of being a badass bitch. Like she's, she's bossing around she's, um, doing her thing. And she's sort of QNG is coming to grips with that. And like understanding why Sunja is kind of unique and special in the sense that I am not basically, um, there wasn't in the book. Is the reason I wanted to mention that. Yeah, that's particular scene. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, you think about it like Sunja does have trouble acclimating to the new situation, but it's also like she's pregnant out of wedlock yeah. with this guy that like won't marry her. So yeah. she meets very quickly this pastor who agrees to marry her mm-hmm. and then move her from her island with her mom yeah. to Osaka in a culture that hates 
Japanese people <laughs> where she can't speak Japanese. They're living in like the ghetto, basically. Yeah, I think it's ghetto, how it's yeah. described in the book of Osaka. And she's having trouble adjusting. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know, like she, there's a moment where she breaks down and cries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she asks Kyunghee, like, have you, like, how long did it take you to adjust, basically, and not feel like yeah. the pangs from your past? And she's like, I haven't adjusted yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're thinking like Kyung Hee has like one tenth of the shit thrown at her yeah, that yeah, Sunja yeah. does, and for Sunja to feel that way, but then also have the like ability to walk in mm-hmm. to this room with a man and just be like, no, fuck you, I'm taking three hundred for this. Yeah, but- like I'm or I'm walking out. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh my god, this woman is so impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah and they're i think very clearly gonna set up like a a decades-long friendship between the two of them yeah yeah yeah. because in the 1989 um thread he dies and one of the scenes one of the sequences is um sunja like taking her ashes and yeah bringing them to korea and mm-hmm. um like putting them in this tea yeah yeah um yeah it's a great scene it's a great little character dynamic between the two they were introduced to and um what doesn't kill you makes you stronger you know so shout out sunja yeah um and then our second difference is where is noah uh put his ass on a milk carton will because he is missing uh so he is uh <laughs> do they still do that <laughs> i don't know um so he is so sunja is pregnant in the show um hasn't given birth yet but the child she will give birth to is going to be noah who's the yeah. child of uh hansu mm-hmm. and that's fine, right? We talked about how the narrative is like going at its own pace. Um, but we are intercut with 1989 and there is no Noah. And we haven't got to the point of the book where like whatever happens to Noah happens if something happens. So his absence is just sort of like a like gnawing, knocking feeling mm-hmm. on our brains. We're yeah. like, well, the other son is here in 1989 and the other son, Mozazu, is the father of Solomon. Mm-hmm. But there's a firstborn where is he yeah where is he um obviously the point of the book we're at he you know leaves the family and is like fuck y'all i'm out yeah so what happens when he's out does he (laughs) he can't just be gone from the plot i don't think so something must happen to him yeah he's not in the 1989 like thread yeah so maybe maybe he's just out out or it's a secret it was a secret well uh it's figured out i think it's a it's a probably like a, a thread to pull Maybe in a different. It's. I bet you Hannah knows. Hannah's got to know. She must. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to to realize that we only have three episodes left of the show. Well, for this season, we can we can talk about whether there are more seasons or not in a few minutes. But um, it's like yeah, you know, Noah has a, a significant part in book two, and we'll see what role he plays in book three. But. Um, he doesn't have much time, screen time left to sort of make his mark. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he'll, uh, I'm sure Sonja will give birth in the next episode, episode six, and then maybe he'll be prominent in episode seven and eight, at, or maybe not. At, you know, I don't know. Yeah. We just don't know if he's alive in 89. We don't know. Yeah. What, we have no idea. Yeah. We don't know what happens, but, um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's Noah? So TBD on that, because yeah, that could be a, a significant like narrative yeah. thread later on. And then um, let's talk about Hansu. Because yeah. uh, we mentioned earlier he's lurking. But he's, he's, lurking. he's got some like evil qualities, menacing qualities. Yeah. He's a gangster, right? I, um, when Noah realizes that his father is a gangster, he's 
that's what encourages him to just do a clean break. He's like, you've made me dirty. You've given, yeah. it wasn't my choice, but you know, you've infected me with all this like gangster money. And yeah. now I'm like, just like a dirty person. Yeah. Of, I don't know. And you had no idea. Yeah. Um, but at the end of episode five, Hansu is able to track down, um, Sunja's whereabouts. Although there's a scene where they're first driving in like the trolley from like getting off the, the boat and they go past the like workers digging out the like train tracks uh-huh. in Osaka. And then it like kind of looks like Kohansu's out there. And remember mm-hmm. this and like Sunja like stares out the window and it like kind of looks like him just like waiting out for her. Uh, no, I don't remember that scene actually. It's yeah. Which was weird because he was like watched their boat like drift off mm. when they left. Oh yeah. And then I was yes, like, yes. well, how would you be here? Maybe it's just like, she sees well, him rich, every- you know, he just maybe. sees him everywhere you know <laughs> menace um but at the end of episode five he tracks her down um through the pawn shop and he ends the conversation with the pawnbroker giving the guy 310 yen being like thanks for doing this yeah, yeah, yeah um and then basically saying sunja married a dreamer and that she'll pay for it it's great it's a great line yeah but he must have so that that scene watching that scene made me think okay so he must have known she was going to go there and do that. So that means he must have sent the two people or he must have known that um, Yosef had this loan out to go get her or he found out maybe. He could and have he got the loan those two people, through like, the like mob. You know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's probably, yeah, probably because that's what mobs do. Um, loan sharking. So he's, he's just like pulling strings. I feel like in the background, um and you know i wasn't i didn't get the impression at least from the book originally that he was like this menacing like obviously he's not a great person because he's like having children with like all these different women well (laughs) (laughs) it's like uh like mormon church style like but he's you know he didn't he didn't seem like a evil figure but it's becoming more and more it's turning that that dial a little bit yeah he has like his like little tentacles in a lot of different places yeah and he's like, I can see what you're doing. I'm like, I'm there already. You know, is but, there anything you think you can do that I can't fucking see? No, there's not. <laughs> I'm so <that's> connected. Right. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I wanted to ask you how you felt about uh, their sex scene, Ko, Hansu, and um, Sunja. How did it make you feel? As I have things I want to say about it. <laughs> uh, it made me feel great. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was like loving. It was like very okay. quiet and like unemotional. But I, I thought that like she was like very happy with it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that dude was just like there to like have sex with her. And she was like yeah. trust like trusting of what he could do for her. You know what yeah. I mean? I was really thrown off by it. Um there's no like there's no kiss. There's no like coming together before. There's just, he f- kind of, she follows him up this hill kind of, and he's on top of this like, you know, hill. And <laughs> <laughs> just like he starts taking off her clothes. And then she seems kind of like um, timid, but also like accepting of what's happening. And then he's sort of hovering over her and like making these weird faces like the sex faces and i was just like where's the foreplay where's the like loving 
we're just going to do the sex. We're here for the sex. We're doing the sex. We're not doing anything else. He doesn't have time to do anything else, you know? <laughs> he's busy. Yeah. He's got to get back to Osaka. Foreplay is like equals time, you know what I mean? And time <laughs> equals money. Well, and so if you can just start like at a different point of the process, then you might as well. That's my bad. I should have I should have put that together. Yeah. <laughs> That's his like character trait. Time is yeah. money. Don't waste it. I don't know. I was I just thought this is weird. And maybe I, I don't know. I felt they I felt like they did it that way on purpose to make him feel more like this is not right kind of thing. Um, Cause I didn't really get that sense of the book. I felt like they were more of a couple in the book. They were more. Yeah. They met together. a lot. You yeah. Know, they would like have more secret like rendezvous. Than yeah. In the show. And they were closer. And this just felt like, I don't know. It didn't feel right to me. It is interesting. Maybe it's like Sunja not being like very verbal. Mm. Where you like you can't you, I guess you don't you, you like need the actor to like relay the feelings mm-hmm. because she doesn't tell you how you yeah. feel. And there is I mean, we talked about um Isaac earlier too, where it's like that stuff kinda happens fast. Yeah. And he's like, Maybe you can grow to love me. So which the implication yeah. is that like she doesn't love him because she doesn't even fucking know him. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh and then this like scene, it does happen very fast. Yeah. And maybe it's just like there's no kiss, like can we at least get a kiss yeah i guess a kiss would imply that like she's pro like this situation yes you know what i mean right um yeah no i think it's 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 kind of it's an interesting (laughs) point because like she there are two people in here that she has children with and like yeah neither of them it feels like all that romantic no it felt it actually feels more romantic with ko at least in the book yeah um and maybe a little bit in the show, but it's just sort of like, you know what? They don't need to kiss. Like let's let's just get get it going. Well, she's she's got to get pregnant, right? So they ain't gonna get pregnant from kissing. Well, kissing is cheating. Well, oh, oh he's sorry. already got it. <laughs> so, sex is not cheating. Yeah, he's got a wife. You know, you <laughs> yeah, can't bring fair. a dirty mouth back home. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, when does romance like act- actively start? Because all these people are getting married through like circumstance. You know what I mean? Yeah. When do you, when can you marry somebody that you like love? I think they mentioned Maybe that in the book actually that like they do that in America. They like marry for love in America. Yeah, 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 and it's more out of necessity for yeah. um, like survival, I guess, for in in this culture at least. Um, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's Maybe. just more like animalistics like survival. We're yeah, we're like more the we are more westernized and less about like survival and more about, you know, love. Um yeah, maybe that's just our perspective on it. Not even, yeah, culturally, and also maybe it's like time period plays a role. It's just yeah. like too early. I would love to get like a somebody who's from 1931 or whatever to be like, oh, yeah, that's that's how we did it. Yeah. <laughs> Kissing is gross. Mouths are gross. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to mention that. Because no, I pre- was... I, I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, is, you, is there anything else you want to mention about Hansu? I, I really like the actor. Um, yeah, it's good, right? He is like slick. He is tall he like you can imagine this guy like walking in to somewhere and just being like that guy is up to no good yeah like some restaurant like he yeah. probably knows he like snaps his fingers and like two tables get yeah. like joined together like he looks he looks like he's a little bit like sly like a little bit like um almost like a con man like he i would listen to this guy try to sell me something and i'd probably give him money but i would probably be fucked afterwards yeah but it, i feel like it would be good yeah he he seems a little young um, yeah maybe he's like he is like in his he's early youthful. 30s yeah yeah to be somebody who's like so 
like has such a like large magnetic field of power sure. mm-hmm. um but other than that like that's the, the only bad thing i would say about his yeah. casting like i think he's great no yeah no, me too me too Th- these two i think are the definitely the strongest um and we have an academy award winner in this so although she's that's right she's, she's really great good. too yeah um but yeah um so eric where do you expect this story to continue so i, I think i agree with you so I guess we should talk about the elephant in the room, which is that yesterday, April 30th, mm-hmm. they uh, agreed to a season two. Yep. They Apple um, greenlit, greenlit a season two of this show, Yep. which was a surprise to us. Um, working yeah. here thinking this was just going to be a one season thing and being confused why the show yeah. was moving so slow. Uh, but at least two seasons. And then um, some internet searching told us that uh, Suhu said she has a four season plan. For pachinko which is just like where 500 page book. what are we doing yeah curious i think definitely curious like i just don't know like i feel like the story is the book story is going to wrap at the end of the season for for the most part at least yes maybe they'll have a they must have some sort of thread left open but for season two but i don't know that's the most where curious thing going? like if you have a four season plan then why are you intercutting like parts one and two of the book together yeah it feels like you're just burning through narrative yeah faster than four seasons can like allow yeah i mean i i envisioned the this season ending with some sort of like montage or or a moment where all the narratives sort of end with their respective books like book one will end in the eighth episode book two will end in the eighth at the end of the eighth episode right book through end at the end of the eighth episode and everything will sort of like come together um but yeah i mean unless they're just going to go on their like a totally different route which they must be um maybe they go into the 2000s or the 90s within more characters i suppose we don't actually know well i guess we do know that the book ends in 1989 because if you look at the start of part three it's from 61 to 89 yeah So so they could go beyond that, I suppose. They could, yeah. Um, they could spend more time in World War Two, I suppose. Although that's kind of like a, I mean, not a lot happens for them there. I just, I can't imagine that they, I can't imagine that they film this without, like, while leaving threads open. Like, because, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they shot the entire season one series, whatever, eight episodes, based on the book and they're going to finish the book narrative within this first season. I can't imagine that they thought, yeah, we'll probably be greenlit. It'll be fine. So we're going to leave some stuff open for season two and then we'll see where it goes from season three and four. I don't know. There's this, obviously Sue Hugh has a plan. We are not privy to that plan, but damn it. Sue Hugh. Tell us your plan. <laughs> yeah. I do think like the more I've watched the show and the more I've like thought about the book's length, it just makes um, it makes a lot of sense to have the book end with Sunya's like death. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but it makes some sense because we basically are with her for her entire life. She gets to like meet with Solomon and understand like Solomon what Solomon's doing, how he like doesn't really feel like the Korean that she was, and mm-hmm. his relationship to the land that like born that she's born from. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It just is so clean, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she sees all of it. We see her see all of it. We get the, like, cradle to 
grave grave story mm-hmm. yeah i was looking yeah. for that word <laughs> cradle to grave story um you know I, why i, I know that makes a lot of sense because it's a dmx and a jelly movie nice cradle two n- numerical grave r.i.p dmx yeah. um oh, yeah. but so so that's why i think is like cleanest do i i don't know if that's gonna happen now which is confusing because mm-hmm. like that's you're getting the end while also getting part of the beginning it's just like that's weird to me um uh, but that yeah. said i do think probably given that there's going to be two seasons at least mm-hmm. this season probably ends with like you mentioned season six baby gets born i think that probably makes sense and that leaves enough time for isaac to get her pregnant again and go to prison like i feel like the cliffhanger for season one yeah he hasn't even gone like, to prison yet him yeah. going to prison and like leaving her alone yeah oh my god yeah there's a lot to get to get through yeah um but the, I, I can see like a season break being like oh shit my husband's in prison yeah and now i'm alone what am i supposed to do in this country that i have no ties to i wonder if with two babies yeah and i wonder if uh the the other two narratives are maybe less played out in the book as they are in the tv show maybe they're taking even less like they're they're even slower comparatively to the first narrative and that they'll sort of those will propel us into the second season it'll be interesting will will you be interested in the second season will you watch it i know we're not finished but probably yeah yeah um probably Mm-hmm. I want to know how it ends. Like, yeah. If like uh, Sun Sunja is still around in '89 after yeah. this season, uh, that's that's important to me to yeah. know that. At the same time, like the book is called fucking Pachinko, and there's not a lot of like Pachinko plot. Yeah, you know the son like works for the Pachinko, and it's like a way for him to make money, and people don't Solomon. Uh, no, Mozazu. Mo. Oh, you're right. Sorry, you're right. Mozazu, I think um but like there's no like pachinko specific plots yeah he just sort of like works there and it's a backdrop sort of yeah um but it is i think in the show like thematically important because they talk about games Mm -hmm. you know games of chance and like uh when he when solomon first meets not first when when he like when he's at that that wedding that we mentioned earlier this episode um he talks to that woman who's like i love playing games with americans usually the game i play is like which asian are you yeah kind of thing there's just a lot of stuff in the show that's like game focus yeah i mean even hannah um uh solomon mentions like why do you always play these games with me yeah and she's sort of leading him on and saying all these random weird things that don't make sense um yeah for sure like pachinko the game pachinko is certainly a backdrop for for that thematic game of chance game of life yeah you know i would love to play a pachinko one day well you saw that they like rig it you know yeah they well no he was he was fixing it oh. i think that was I solomon think he was too, fixing it way. to make it rigged you think so i think he was trying to make it so that you couldn't really win but you could it like appeared that you could win i thought he was just fixing it so the ball wouldn't get stuck oh like he was straightening it. I th- I think we had different reasons. Well, yeah, we got. I was like, <laughs> you're you know, more cynical than I am. Oh yeah, I'm an optimist. You can't have people win all the time. You're gonna run out of money. <laughs> you gotta make sure it works. Yeah, they gotta win every once in a while. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The house wins, like long enough time frame. The yeah, house yeah. always wins, but can't have them win every day. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, losing money. Um. So what do you think is gonna happen at the end of this season? I think. Um. I think that all the narratives will end at the same time. Um. 
Do you think they're gonna like fast well, forward not. through like World War Two? Because that's this thing that we read this morning about the second season has totally thrown me off. Because like they they must leave something open, unless you're gonna unless they're just gonna continue on a totally new story. Um, what were we saying? That, I mean, there's the whole World War Two. There's like yeah. ni- we're in 1931 and they it goes through 61. Yeah, part two is 30 years. He she right? hasn't given birth. No. Uh, what's his name hasn't been arrested. Isaac has not been arrested. Um. And he doesn't go off to whatever camp, and then he, he he still needs to die. Then we have Noah and Mozasu, yeah, to grow up, yeah. And that's just that's just that narrative. There's there's still book three we haven't gotten through. Yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I have no idea. Let me. That's yeah. my answer. Yeah, I'm 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 slightly concerned that they're like burning through a lot of 1989 narrative. Yeah, but maybe it's big enough that it can handle it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, so, it's a 450 page book, right? Something like that. Yeah. And it's 320. So like a hundred and whatever pages. Three episodes. I don't what know. about you? What do you think? I I think it's going to be the, he goes to prison. I think that's going to be the cliffhanger. Oh, okay. Interesting. That would be cool. I would be okay. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I have no idea. You don't, you have any inside information? No, I didn't watch ahead. Oh, no. okay. I ran out <laughs> of time. Sure. I watched what I could. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about if, where the show could disappoint you? I think just like, running out of narrative yeah i'm just very confused now yeah like i just feel like there's not enough time left to talk about everything but this is like an inside baseball conversation because like the show is great yeah oh yeah uh but knowing like the source material you're just like what are you doing yeah like what's going on here yeah yeah we'll see i mean i i hope they don't fumble it but i mean minjin lee is working on a pachinko too and ooh, we just don't know that yet what would the what would the secondary title be? Pachinko two, more pachinko. <laughs> like that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. Um, is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we sign off here? No, I think uh, if you haven't seen Pachinko, you should fire it up. It's really good. My, yeah. One probably one of the better shows of the year mm-hmm, so far I've seen. Yep. Um, I know it's on Apple, but maybe you consider. Uh, non-apple sources what did you say would you say last time you buy it buy an ipad buy it yeah get the free subscription yeah why not i heard spend a thousand dollars and get it i heard airpod pros were like the lowest price they've ever been or uh, oh really yeah airpod pros so do you get a subscription with that i don't know you should should. if it's like 200 bucks you should get it we should get uh tim cook on to see if yeah yeah (laughs) or deny how do you get apple tv plus tim cook can you tell me right now (laughs) all the ways he would be like you go to the apple.com then you fuck off yeah yeah <laughs> um well cool we appreciate it uh check it out if you haven't seen our most recent episode pachinko episode one which is on the pilot episode solely is our most recent episode um and then check out for our next episode which will be part three uh which is covering episode six through eight which is the end of season one uh and then maybe there will be more news uh by the time we do that one as to what season two will be about but um but yeah so check it out um be good and be safe. Stay safe. See you later.